the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Healthcare Now, paid for by Integrated Physician Network. This program is recorded to air at this time. Healthcare premiums through the roof. So much to think about when it comes to healthcare. Who do you talk to? Where do you go next? Well, we've got your answer to navigating the healthcare world. Welcome to Healthcare Now with host Mark Chea, Larry Jones, and from Orlando Medical News, John Kelly. And now let's head into the Healthcare Now studios. Good afternoon and welcome to Healthcare Now. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. And another reminder that this is our new 1 to 2 o'clock time slot. We're going to talk about the healthcare issues that affect you. I am joined by my co-host, Larry Jones and Good John afternoon. Kelly. Hey, Larry, John. Good John. afternoon, Dr. Mark. Hey, how's everybody doing today? Doing fine. Cool, no coffee, cool. no need. I know, right, right. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but that I'm, I'm, I don't do that late day caffeine. I'm a little bit worried as we get to the end of the show. The callers might say I'm slowing down. Sleeping in on Saturday morning's a good thing. I guess no, no <laughs> doubt, no doubt. I always did feel a little sorry for the listeners that were ha- having to get up to listen. But exactly, Larry. Before we jump into our huge, mm-hmm. uh, you said you had a loyal caller that had something we should be talking about today. We did, uh, Doctor Mark. You know, we had uh, 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 Angela called in and a Medicare beneficiary who had actually been seeing her primary care physician for many, many years. And she went to her to get her annual physical this past uh, month right? and received a bill from the health system that uh, the physician is uh, works through, and it was a bill for $349. And this is for her... This is supposedly her covered regular regular visit, visit, the annual visit that we talk about all the time, how important that visit is. And I I think, and when I get through this, and it'll take me a minute to to describe what happened, she called and asked for some help. And she's been a loyal listener. And so I thought that was good because we're trying to build, and that's why we're here. So the bill, I said, send me the bill. So she sent me the bill, and it had total charges, $349. Patient due, now $349, and said pay it in 20 days. And so I looked at the bill, and in the back of the bill, it showed that it said insurance one, Medicare. It said insurance two, not on file. And I thought, well, okay, she had had, uh, a Medicare and a supplement, which was a Plan F, which paid the entire 20%. (laughs) So I said, well, then let's call and find out what's going on. So she called the health system. And they told her that, well, we didn't have your insurance on file. And so we do now because we changed our billing system. And this is this is a real good thing for our listeners to understand. Right. They knew she was Medicare. They claimed that it was just an error. Right. But they billed her anyway. full charges right. instead of the Medicare allowable. Now, what if they had Medicare... And they didn't have her supplement on file, which they did at the office, just not at the new system. They should have billed her the allowable times 20%. Right. In other words, her bill on this visit would have been about $24. Yeah. So we called, and, of course, they said, well, you know, it was an error, no problem. 
uh, we'll take care of it. And I said, make sure you ask them why they billed you bill charges on this visit for $349 when they knew you were a Medicare patient. Yep. And their response was, well, it was just our mistake. Just our mistake. Our mistake. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think, yeah. you know, from so from that side, you don't follow up as much. From the provider side, the number of times is that we get a, oh, we're not going to pay that. Yeah. And then when we send them exactly what we sent them the first time, mm-hmm. then they pay it. Yeah. It gets you a little paranoid that it's well, something more than mistakes going on. It's and, and I'm not saying that there are individuals that are doing this, uh, that, that you're talking to on the phone, mm-hmm. that are making these decisions. Oh, no. It's just the environment. She me the invoice. Yeah. I've got it. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 No, but I, I think, you know, how do these mistakes happen? I think yeah. it's it's really the environment that is set up on how the process goes. Like, well, like if you don't see, mm-hmm. if this box is empty, just do this. Yeah, exactly. And it's a computer thing, and I get yeah. that. Yeah. But I think the disturbing part about this is when it all came out, she had zero. Right. Now, I don't have to tell you how seniors like to pay their bills promptly and quickly. So I, I don't know what you're implying here. Yeah, I mean, I'm yeah, not really a yeah. senior, but I, I'll, I'll take your word for I'm, it. I'll but, but I figured you knew that even <laughs> yeah, though you no, work with right. kids. Yeah. You're right. You're not a senior <laughs> yeah. yet. Larry, but, you know, a couple uh-huh, of questions sure. I think our audience is interested in. Okay. Is, is this for a primary care provider? Yes. And was this primary care provider hospital employed? Yes. This is Are a health in, system bill. Are we uh, inflating our... Uh, well, no. The Here's the concern. The patient was billed, the billed charges, knowing she was Medicare, and if they didn't have her secondary on file, the only bill she should have gotten is for the 20% right. of what was allowed by Medicare. Yep. And and you say 100 bucks is probably around 20 bucks. Yep, yep, yep. And, and so because she has been a loyal listening audience to our show, Dr. Mark, yep. She understood. Let me call Let me these call, guys the phone. and talk to them. And the the end result is she got a three hundred forty nine dollar bill and she owed nothing. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. No, that's great. And nothing. I think you know, the other yep. piece is when we talk about the uh, Medicare and the Medicaid groups, if there's overbilling, that sometimes that overbilling does get caught yep. and there's a refund, mm-hmm. but not always. But you know, the I mean, other because part, well, how do you know? How do you know? So I this mean, was Medicare, and mm-hmm. there's always Medicare allowables that it defaults to right. from the bill charges. Right. But my question is, what is this health system doing to commercial patients too? Oh well, no question because about that. Because there yeah. is an allowable based yeah. on the the health plan yeah. that you're insured by. Are they billing them and, also? And, and the penalties for what would be called balanced billing yeah. on the government yeah. side is very well yeah. known, whereas on the private side, not so much. So, yeah, yeah. no. And, and you know, no, it goes Mark, back to what we said. We yeah. keep saying it. Just question well, your bills. Well, we, we've talked about surprise billing. I'd say this goes right into hand with the surprise oh, bill. Oh, it does. It does. It does. <laughs> You know, if they, if they yeah. keep it just low enough, people don't don't necessarily notice. Exactly. Well, great. Well, thanks uh-huh. for sharing that. Yep. That's excellent. That's excellent. I hope our listeners understand. Yeah. Always question question what it, your benefits yeah. are. And and people you they, they question when they come to my office and ask the question mm-hmm. that is that does not offend anyone. It, you, right. We have the right to know. That's I mean, right. that's absolutely right. That's right. Well, let's jump okay. into uh, talking a little bit about uh, updates, COVID kind of updates. Okay. I know with the vaccines, the, the biggest news in the last couple of weeks have been that we've got. 12-year-old's getting it. Uh, right. I got a 12-year-old right. that got it. So, mm-hmm. uh, so I, yep. well, he's 14, so he'd be upset okay. if I said he was 12. So uh, so I've got my 14 and my 16-year-old, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. but not yet the 11-year-old. So that mm-hmm. would be the next discussion is is they are looking at that. They are looking at opening up yep. age groups, and I'm curious as to whether that's going to yep. require some type of dosage yep. adjustment. Mm-hmm. But what else? Pfizer is also up to something else. Pfizer is 
has uh, filed for full FDA approval. Right, because they're emergency status right now. All of them are are FDA emergency use authorizations. But Pfizer is uh, actually on May 7th, a couple weeks ago, they filed for permanent use, and this will allow them to not only direct this to the public directly, market it it it. to the public, but let me ask you this, Dr. Mark. What do you think about could this also relieve some of the hesitancy of people getting vaccines. That's what I'm hoping, because I know in the very beginning, I even had Mm -hmm. physician friends that, not like they're actually smart or anything, but (laughs) but I actually had physician friends that were holding off because they were concerned that this emergency use authorization Mm -hmm. wasn't as complete a a process. Right. And as I have talked about that process and we've looked at the process, it is, it's the same process. It's just moving it along faster. Mm -hmm. But to answer your question, yes, Mm -hmm. I think... There's going to be a percentage of folks that that are on that side of the fence that need something mm-hmm. to help. For instance, mm-hmm. the the mask mandate change. Absolutely. So that that may take a few people that are, are but they have to be leaning Very on that controversial. side. Yeah. Well, and and it's it's a little confusing. Well, a little confusing. It's a lot, it's confusing, a lot confusing because <laughs> you know I think the idea behind it is giving you another motivation to get the vaccine, and that's that's the message that we're we're yeah. wanting to deliver. Right, right. You know, on the other hand. It's uh, created, I mean, just walking well, around. Well, I was the a, thing about it, Dr. Mark, are we going to uh, go by the honor system? I, well, that's, that, I is, mean, that, that is no, the issue. Are we? That is the issue. <laughs> that is. And, and how honorable are we? And I don't want to right. comment on that too far, but mm-hmm. that's, I don't want us to have to depend on our wellness to depend on right. everybody else playing fair mm-hmm. and, and doing something that they don't really want to do. If I, just, if I just say I was vaccinated, I don't have to wear it. You know? Right. But or, even, or, even, or maybe just had one. Or maybe just had one. And maybe just yeah. had one. So, yeah. so at this point, mm-hmm. it's, it's, I get it, but I, I just feel like the political machine spends so much time on marketing and delivering yep. messages that they should be able to come up with something better than that. No question. You know, and, no and you know, I think that's, that's, that's what we need because there's still, the, really, the, the numbers haven't changed. The hesitancy yeah. number hasn't changed. Right. That's cool. And, you know, it's yeah. interesting. Uh, in our next segment, we're gonna, we've are gonna we got a, a guest on the show today mm-hmm. talking about public health who just received her master's in public health from Rollins College. And she also <clears throat> won a public health student service award for her and some others work on the pandemic. Oh, cool. So I'm really anxious yeah. to hear from her in our next segment. No, that, that'll be nice. Yeah. That'll be nice. Yeah. You know, it kind of brings up another thought about mm-hmm. what they're... So we had the, the mask requirements are changing. Uh, there are no vaccine requirements. And I mean, I guess for the other vaccines, for kids to go to school, if they're not vaccinated, what's the deal now? They t- they have a, have a physician's note or uh, a, a belief's excuse or something. There, there's, a, there's a pattern for it, right? Uh, there is a pattern. So... What? At some point, will mm-hmm. this vaccine fit into that group? Good question. That, I mean, I, I, yeah, well, I don't it's know It's going to be real that. interesting to see what the schools are going to do, because I know the schools here in Central Florida, they did not drop the mandate for masks right. through the end of this school year, which is only another six days. Sure, sure. And school's out for the 12 weeks. Right. But I think coming back in the in the mid-August, you probably won't see that that mask mandate. Yeah, I would think, yeah, yeah, I would think, again, we're only speaking in Central Florida. I would agree with you. I think they're going to drop, they're probably going to drop that. And again, the epidemiologists have a better sense of what Mm -hmm. that's going to mean because it, we've changed, you know, the news changes all the time. It was, well, the kids don't matter. 
You know, it doesn't matter if the kids get it. Right, right. Um, so let's just vaccine but the senior citizens. But you can't get to herd immunity until they do. No, you can't. That's right. And, and you, can't, you can't protect the senior citizens that are in different right. stages of their Yeah, And you know, while all the numbers lasts. are all over the place, Dr. Mark, I saw the other day that still 14% of America is hesitant. very hesitant yeah. and hasn't right. changed their mind since January right. on this vaccine. Yep, yeah. and about somewhere around 35 to 40% of of Americans that are older than 12 have mm-hmm. now been vaccinated, yep. uh, at least gotten one shot. One and shot. and okay. so, uh, but that's still a long way from herd immunity. Mm-hmm. And I know we're going to go to break, but I do right. want to leave it by saying herd immunity is not looking like 70%. Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll take that up afterwards. All right. We need to jump yeah. off now, men, mm-hmm. gentlemen. Mm-hmm. One line is open. Please share your comments for Dr. Mark or Larry at 407-701-7424. Or email us, healthcarenow at orlandomedicalnews.com. We'll be right back with a very special guest. Angela Sells Orlando, also known as your realtor on call. Central Florida's relocation and luxury real estate specialist. Looking for concierge services? Relocating to Central Florida? Buying? Selling? Buying and selling? Helping to maximize your return and fighting for the best deal. Preferred lenders available. Specializing in relocation for physicians, healthcare professionals, and high net worth individuals. Assisting with location placement, school tours, banking and financial connections, introductions to athletic and social memberships. Testimonials and references available upon request. Reach me 24-7. Text 407-616-3513 or email Angela at AngelaSellsOrlando.com. And always remember to connect on LinkedIn. Be healthy, be safe, and reopen this great nation's economy. Are your annual wellness visits 60% completed? Medicare requires 60%. ThoughtSwift provides a turnkey solution, reducing AWVs 5 to 20 minutes. Software-generated care plans, providing patient conversations and billing codes. Improving macro, MIPS, and HEDIS. Net $125 plus per AWV. Interested? John Fogarty, 609-605-6859. 609-605-6859. It's not really a long surgery. The recovery time was practically nothing. Pretty much a piece of cake. I look at my scar as my battle scar. You know, I won the battle. Went from death's door to I'm me again. I am enjoying life. I can count on tomorrow. Barostim is an option for heart failure patients with reduced ejection fraction. To learn more about the therapy and important safety information, please visit www.cvrx.com. Welcome to Healthcare Now. Welcome back to Healthcare Now. Uh, this is Larry, and we have a special guest with us this afternoon, Leah Beth Carrier, who has just completed her master's in public health from Rollins College, a new graduate, Dr. Mark. Yes, indeed. I and, like the new graduates. And <laughs> Leah Beth has a uh, bachelor's from, of psychology from Mississippi State College, Mississippi College in Clinton, Mississippi, and then obtained her master's from Rollins in 2021 with a 4.0 GPA. As well as was awarded the Public Service Student Service Award, Public Health Student Service Award, along with a few others for their work on the COVID-19 pandemic. Excellent. Excellent. Welcome. Welcome. 
So, Leah Beth, tell us a little bit about your journey to achieving a master's in public health and why. Well, thank you, Larry, and thank Mm -hmm. you, Dr. Mark, for having me today. Uh, So I originally started uh, with a bachelor's in psychology because I was interested in uh, focusing on individual health, specifically individual mental health care. And the more I learned about health and our health care system, the more I started to see that there were um, some systemic issues with our health care system. And I really um, became intrigued and interested in learning more about those uh, systemic issues and kind of health as a whole um, picture. And so the more I learned about health, I realized just how broad health is as, as a whole. Um, so, you know, I mean, health encompasses all sorts of things. It's our physical health, our mental health, our spiritual well-being. It's even so far as to say our environment. And... So treating health holistically um, at the population level, mm-hmm. I learned that we actually might see greater results than treating it just at the individual level, at kind of like that piecemealed um, treatment philosophy that uh, modern medicine kind of gives us. Right. And so I really became interested in public health, which is population health. Mm-hmm. So I shifted from um, that individual focus to a population health lens. Okay. Excellent. So, actually, uh, I, I made that comment about loving new grads. Um, my, my daughter just graduated from uh, med school just this weekend. and uh, Congratulations. Thanks, thanks. And one of the uh, speakers uh, was, uh, he's actually the uh, chairman of the Rockefeller Foundation, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. he went to the uh, same university and got hit, you know, got into, uh, through the med school program, and he recognized exactly, he said, Exactly what you just said, that, mm-hmm. you know, he was excited about that mm-hmm. individual care, but felt that there was something larger and greater in, in going more of a uh, public health path and has been very, uh, very impactful in that. So kudos. I think you're on the right mm-hmm. track. So having said that, tell me if you could define you know what public health is and why it's so important to this U.S. system. Mm-hmm. And I know it'll lead right into it's really with with COVID how much how much more we notice this right right so public health is it's I mean it's such a broad scope field but I think in a nutshell um, so public health really what it does is it promotes and protects like the general health and well being of our people and our communities um, both at the national level and at the global level. Um, I mean, so it does this, you know, in a number of ways, but it does this by, I mean, things as local as developing nutrition programs that help ensure access to healthy food, um, setting safety standards to protect workers in our in our workforce, um, conducting scientific research, disease surveillance, injury prevention, um, and then, you know, providing education about health and health conditions. So it, mm-hmm. public health is a very broad field, but I think it touches on so many different areas and needs within our community. Right. Um, and I think it's, you know, it's, it's vital to our U.S. healthcare system because it not only it, it saves our U.S. government money, but it also saves our local communities money. Right. Um, and it improves the quality of life mm-hmm. and helps reduce human suffering. Well, Leah Beth, the the actual definition in the dictionary of public health is the science and art of preventing disease, prolonging life, and Mm -hmm. improving quality of life. 
And you know, as a rising Absolutely. as a rising star in the public health arena, what goals and ambitions do you have, and how do you hope to make a difference? So I I really hope to be a part of making healthcare equitable um, and available to all individuals, but specifically the the rural and underserved population that haven't traditionally had available access to healthcare. Um, and I also hope to bridge some of the gaps in healthcare that we're seeing. So um, I hope to help bridge the gap between public health and behavioral health, um, just given my background. That's, Excellent. You know, yeah. something that's of interest to me. Um, and I think that if I can be a small part of the, the big change that is so necessary, I think I will feel as though I've made a significant contribution to the field of public health. So you were awarded a, a special uh, recognition at graduation for your work in the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I'd really like to hear more about that. Absolutely. So I was awarded the Public Health um, Student Service Award for my work with COVID-19. Um, I'm So for our local health department, I'm part of the COVID-19 response team. And mm-hmm. so throughout the pandemic, we've been providing guidance and infection prevention controls to uh, a various number of entities. So businesses, um, long-term healthcare facilities, uh, a big part of what we do is providing that guidance to schools. Um, and that guidance is prevention on COVID-19 transmission. And then obviously as vaccines became available, um, our focus kind of shifted to mass vaccination. So I was able to then be a part of our mass vaccination efforts um, here in the area. And I was able to assist with getting our local community members vaccinated um, as quickly and efficiently as possible, which was such an exciting um, time to be entering the field of public health. Um, mm-hmm. So I really felt like I was able to make a contribution mm-hmm. and be a part of history. Yeah, no, no question. I mean, this this was a, a time for mm-hmm. uh, there's going to be a lot of things written about our experience here. And for you to be front lines a part of that is, is this very is going to be an excellent I mean, career changing yeah. really yeah unbelievable yeah. and you know dr mark you may not know this but leah beth actually worked for us about right. six no, years yeah. ago yeah. Mm-hmm. she was on our provider mm-hmm. team and also did some care gaps on our clinical side on our value-based uh programs Absolutely. yep yep so i've known leah beth for a long time but mm-hmm. you know you you've kind of yeah. talked about uh some of the issues in public health but what do you see as the most important issues to public health in the U.S. and around the world, Leah Beth? So there's, I mean, there's so many important issues, but I think for me personally, some of the top issues that I see here in the United States, I would, I would definitely say the need to address health disparities. Um, that is a big one that we're seeing right now, um, our health disparities and how they impact health and um, all aspects of life. Um, I would also say that um, addressing chronic disease um, addressing mental health, so we're seeing a rise in mental health issues and suicide rates, and so um, proper suicide prevention programs. Um, obviously, with the pandemic, we saw an, a desperate need for preparedness. Um, so that is both a U.S. and a global issue: is making mm-hmm. sure that we're you know disaster preparedness. Um, okay. And then food insecurity is another big one that we are seeing um, here in the United States as well as globally. And then I think for global, um, sustainability is probably the biggest one. So any interventions, anything that, um, any changes, anything that we provide globally needs to be sustainable in those communities. Mm-hmm. Um, also, healthcare delivery in conflict areas. So that's a big one, that healthcare isn't getting into the conflict areas. Right, and sure. so um, that is, that's a big issue. 
So again, um, preparedness globally, and then just a lack of healthcare providers in um, some countries globally that don't have uh, the providers that they need to get the care that they need. You know, as you as you go through that list and and reflect upon it, I think the the one thing that links to every single one of those is actually health disparity. Yes, mm-hmm. and I think Definitely. that you know that's yep. I, I know that that's a, a hot hot topic um, in in public health and a very controversial yeah. one. Yeah. Well, it is, it yeah. is, and yeah. and and you know, not so much. I guess if we get too focused on on the why as opposed to the fix, that's right. It, we really get mm-hmm. stuck in the mud. How much of your, I mean, how does that match what your educational path was, that, that statement, I guess? Uh, so, my, so my educational pathway um, really taught us to, uh, I, think, I think modern medicine and healthcare, the traditional healthcare looks at, uh, say, for instance, heart disease as the actual, uh, the actual disease. Right, the actual um, enemy. Instead of looking at... Mm-hmm. Right. Instead of looking at maybe, um, say, for instance, poverty as the right. true disease and heart disease as the symptom. Um, and so it's shifting the lens through which we look at uh, the, the way we look at disease and symptoms. And then when we shift our lens, we can better focus our resources um, and hopefully, eventually, it's a, it's a big feat, but eventually we can start treating, per se, the actual issue, um, and then maybe make those changes, those changes would be like ripple effects. Yeah. You know, uh, Leah Beth, I know we're, we're getting a little short on time, but I do want to finish, but just quickly, if you could give any advice for younger people interested in c- pursuing a career in public health, what would you say? Just, you know, 15 seconds. And, and let me let me tag yeah. on a little okay. add to that sure. just to make that even harder for it to answer yeah. quick enough. No. <laughs> no. So, I mean, I think a lot of people look in at, at, at careers in healthcare and they, you know, they go to see their nurse practitioners and their doctors and they see their, their school nurses and all these different groups, but they don't see their their public health individuals. And it, right. I mean, I think mm-hmm. that's an issue in most mm-hmm. people who go into public health we're traveling in some other path, but yeah, if you can, with that, with that yeah. flavor, answer, answer Larry's, yeah, Larry's we're getting real cl- We're getting real short on time. Absolutely. Okay. And I would just say, um, to answer that, I would say, just to remember that all different types of stakeholders sit within the field of public health. So that could be your physicians or your nurses, or your policymakers or your data analysts. Um, so, I mean, anything that anybody is interested in doing can be done through the lens of public health. Okay. Um, so while you can go for an MPH or mm-hmm. anything like that, you can also do what you're doing and with a focus in public health, which I think is so important to understand. Okay, thank you, Leah Beth. Um, this is John, and U.S. healthcare is depending on graduates like yourself. So thank you. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. We'll moving, talk to you soon, Leah Beth. Thank you. Moving thank forward. You. Mm-hmm. Moving forward, we have a complimentary quarter-page ad valued at $600 in the June edition of the Orlando Medical News for the next caller at 407-701-7424. We'll be right back. It's not really a long surgery. The recovery time was practically nothing, pretty much a piece of cake. I look at my scar as my battle scar, you know. I won the battle. Went from death's door to I'm me again. I am enjoying life. I can count on tomorrow. 
Barostim is an option for heart failure patients with reduced ejection fraction. To learn more about the therapy and important safety information, please visit www.cvrx.com. Angela Sells Orlando, also known as your realtor on call, Central Florida's relocation and luxury real estate specialist. Looking for concierge services? Relocating to Central Florida? Buying? Selling? Buying and selling? Helping to maximize your return and fighting for the best deal. Preferred lenders available. Specializing in relocation for physicians, healthcare professionals, and high net worth individuals. Assisting with location placement, school tours, banking and financial connections, introductions to athletic and social memberships. Testimonials and references available upon request. Reach me 24-7, text 407-616-3513 or email Angela at AngelaSellsOrlando.com and always remember to connect on LinkedIn. Be healthy, be safe, and reopen this great nation's economy. The Integrated Independent Physicians Network, preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015. Join the movement with us ipnetworkflorida.com. Life can be challenging even before COVID. Everyone experiences worry, anxiety, or even depression occasionally. So if you're feeling overwhelmed by stress, isolated due to COVID, are a caregiver to aging parents, or are dealing with any major life transition, Counseling Resource Services can help. We provide in-home and telehealth counseling covered by Medicare. Contact us at 407-654-4433 or visit us. Mark Chayot, MD, practicing pediatric surgeon since 1997, working with Central Florida's premier hospital systems and outpatient surgery centers, providing unparalleled patient care and leveraging the latest in medical, technology, and education, accepting all major insurance. 407 228 or 774 or visit orlandopediatricsurgery.com Well, we've got your answer to navigating the healthcare world. Welcome to Healthcare Now. Welcome back to Healthcare Now, and what a great segment we just left, right? Yes. I mean, that was really, really exciting. We probably should have tried to keep her on for this segment, because I think we, we could have gone have. on another. You know, I think there are a couple mm-hmm. things we kind of want to throw in there. Mm-hmm. Part of it was my comment about, you know, people not really knowing that this was something that you could do. Right. And Larry, at the break, you mm-hmm. brought up that that's one of the things that this epide- this uh, pandemic has done mm-hmm. was bring to the forefront this type of public health Nobody issue. even heard of Dr. Fauci until this whole thing started. Right, right. Yeah, right. So it's like, what kind of, uh, what kind of health care, yeah. other things? So, so it is, I, I'd mentioned that I'd heard a, a great graduation talk this this weekend, mm-hmm. and it was all about exactly that, about the number of people you can help. And if you think about it, I mean, it's the public health groups yeah. that did get the vaccine where it is. Right, right. And think of the millions of people, millions of lives that were saved because mm-hmm. of that. So, I mean, as a career, man, I mean, it's it's got to be incredibly the rewarding. The the limit. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think there's a lot yeah. of politics involved on the other end, but there is there is for, for the medical part, too. I mean, it's not, well, of course. There's, really no, there's really no difference there. Dr. So. Mark, I think the, the political side of public health uh, is only at the federal level. Yes. I think people yes. that are in the trenches day in and day out on public health yep. 
they're just doing their job. You're right. You're right. And they're I think county, city, job. state. You're, yeah. yeah, you're absolutely exactly. right. You're absolutely yeah. right. Yeah. I mean, they do get, I mean, I think the more well-spoken, quick-thinking people we have in that yeah. area, yeah. we're going to get better advice. We're going to get better yeah. information. And, you know, we talked about a couple of things, mm-hmm. and one of the things that we didn't bring up were the public determinants of health. Yes. And that's another really mm-hmm. important piece, and it's something that comes up mm-hmm. in all sorts of medical training right. and public health discussions. Right. Well, you know, Leah Beth mentioned food insecurity. Right. She mentioned that not only in this country, but all over the world. Yes. And she talked about a number of other things. But even in value-based care, mm-hmm. we continue to talk about social determinants of health. And that's food insecurity, isolation, mm-hmm. depression. And it's interesting, if you recall on one of our other shows, we talked about how telehealth is still going to be a major part of practicing yes. medicine going forward yep. currently 70 percent of telehealth visits deal with mental health issues right so again pointing to the idea that this pandemic mm-hmm. has brought to light a lot of different things yeah. and will hopefully come out on the other end having figured out better ways to take care of the public sure, right and sure. and those public determinant health is a big part of it health disparity also a big part of it and as Huge. i said health disparity health disparity is tied into every level mm-hmm of the things that we're looking at when we're looking at how healthy the public is. Right. When when the uh, Operation Warp Speed started under the yeah. Trump administration, mm-hmm. I was very concerned, and I think you and I talked about this, Dr. Mark, as to why the vaccines were only going to be available in the public health departments. Yeah. No. Do you remember yeah, that? Yeah, absolutely. And we absolutely. thought, well, if you really want to get it out there, give it to primary care physicians, right, right. which there's hundreds of thousands and, and of have them. you have come in for your annual yeah, check exactly. and line them up. Yep. And, and I thought, well, that's just the wrong way to do it. But as you see, it has evolved now yep. to where physicians can, in fact, order they the can. vaccine, just they like can. the flu influenza. Right. And I'm wondering what the statistics on how CVS and, and Walgreens, how they have done. I hope they've done really well. I know that just opening up in Publix and You don't Target, even need an appointment you Just anymore. walk right in. Yeah, so, yeah. so giving better access, more, more is better. Waste is not great. And we talked right. about that last, last time. And, you know, we talked yeah. a little bit about some of the waste in, mm-hmm. in some of the vaccines. But, but speaking of the vaccines, mm-hmm. have you got, picked up your lottery ticket yet? <laughs> Good point. But, you know, before I answer oh, that okay. question, <laughs> let me throw one more question out there to, for, to discuss. Okay. Where does public health and the environmentalists meet and, and get into this. Have you ever thought about no, that? No, no, I haven't thought about that. Should I be thinking about that? You should I think be. I should be thinking you about that. Be. Okay, all right. Got to be green. Yeah. Got I mean, well, think I mean, about that. It's a, it's a big issue. Well, if nothing else, mm-hmm. I think the individuals who think these issues are important, there's a real crossover there. Exactly. I mean, I think in those two areas, they're like-thinking individuals and folks that are thinking on a, a bigger picture, not looking mm-hmm. patient by patient or disease by disease. I mean, I think I think that's a fault that that physicians make a lot is we look at a disease or we look at an mm-hmm. organ system and we're trying to treat that and you can't and shouldn't do that. Right. You need to treat right. more than that. Well, you know, you talked about, uh, do I have my lottery ticket yeah. yet? You're, uh, uh, Dr. Mark's referring to the state of Ohio where Governor Mark DeWine announced that there is a, there are five $1 million lotteries for those who, who receive their COVID vaccine. And the drawings are going to start, I believe, May 26, which is yeah. this is next week. So how many people are going to get an additional um, vaccine to do this, you think? Exactly. <laughs> a, a lot. A lot. And there, there are so many other incentives out there. Oh, yeah. In fact, uh, the White House announced a new partnership just recently where Uber and Lyft, where the federal government will actually pay for all the rides to vaccination sites all the way to July the 4th. Yep. 
Yeah. For people that want to get vaccinated. I mean, I, it's hard to, it's easy to poke holes in all these plans, but it's hard to criticize trying. Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, it's, 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 it's a numbers game. We're trying to get to right. the number. Yeah. And if you recall, there was uh, another state that was offering uh, $100 gift cards. Right. As well as uh, uh, Cigna, I believed, even offered a payback on their health savings account. Right. If Which they would, got the yeah, the and, that, and that that would yep. make a lot of sense because mm-hmm. they've had, you know, a lot of the uh, insurance companies, commercial companies, have given you benefits if you had a gym membership. Right. I mean, how how much more important might this might this exactly. just be? Exactly. So, so it does go back to that incentivizing, and you know whether or not that's going to. It's it's not mm-hmm. going to hit everybody, but we just mm-hmm. need to keep moving in that direction. Well, right? considering you, you made a statement earlier, and I wanted to kind of expand on it, mm-hmm. you said you weren't sure that seventy percent is going to get us to her, herd immunity, right? And we know that fourteen percent of America said, "I'm absolutely not going to get the vaccine right. unless we can incentivize them to do so." Otherwise, well, I, I, well they have been incentivized, and that number hasn't really changed. So that goes from seventy to eighty-six if you take out the fourteen. Right. Will eighty-six get us there, Doctor Mark? I think so. I think, and I think, you know, that's certainly not my field, but I have been paying a lot of attention to the the folks that are talking about it, and it's looking more like an Mm -hmm. 80% number. I mean, when we take into consideration what international travel looks like and what the rest of the world is looking at right now as far as their vaccinations, they're thinking more like 80%. Exactly. Well, well, let's change gears a little bit and talk about uh, some updates. Okay. Uh, We, you know, we have talked about the Affordable Care Act and that uh, the original. Uh, enrollment period was October to December. Right. And then Biden, under the Biden administration, opened it back up in February. And originally it was through the end of May, and now they've opened it up all the way to August. Correct. The end of August. And to date, there have been over a million people have joined the roles of the Affordable Care Act. And it's interesting that not only are their premiums a tenth of what they were under the open enrollment in October, right. but their out-of-pocket costs have dropped too. to almost nothing yeah, as well. Yeah, they're all. It's all yeah. being supplemented, and it's through that yeah. through the act there. And so, so that's going to be interesting. I, I, you know, again, easy to poke holes in these things, yeah. but it's it steps in the correct direction. I, right. it, it's not sustainable. I wouldn't think. But you know, there is legislation to make these increases in these subsidies permanent. It, there is, but I, I, I cannot see that. Can happening. we support? No, this? I cannot. I, I, cannot I, see I that don't happening. see it either. No, I mean, I think it's. I mean, there's always going to be legislation discussions to balance the other things that yeah. you know one side wants or one side yeah. doesn't. But yeah, that's gonna that's gonna be right. difficult. And there's one other side to this thing uh, as well. The proponents that are uh, against making this a permanent issue are concerned that some policymakers were worried that the subsidies available now would encourage employers to stop offering benefits to their employees and have them go to the ACA. Right, right. That could be, you know, and really we got, what, 168 million people in America right. get their, their, uh, their, from their benefits employers. from yeah. their employer. Yep. No, that, so that, that could crush the, it the could economics crush that of the market. system, too. Yep. Yeah, no, it is. It's it's there's still a lot of broken pieces to that exactly. and, and i think the answers are going to deal more with cutting the actual cost as opposed mm-hmm. to supplementing it to pay the sure, higher cost sure i don't have a problem with these incentives to get people to get vaccinated no no no, no. Uh, i think uh biden had said uh he wants 70 percent of the country vaccinated with at least one vaccination by july the 4th right you saw that yep in the paper i i don't know if we'll get there because we're only about halfway to that number now Maybe around forty percent. 
Well, I think is the forty percent oh, one vaccine. That's full vaccine. You're right. It was fifty eight percent had had at least almost one. 60. Yeah, so, so we're we're not that far yeah, off not, then. Not yeah. that far off. Uh-huh. Um, I know the the numbers per day mm-hmm. um, have been off their peak for quite a while. Right. But uh, but no, I think that adding in the the twelve year olds. But I mean, in that in that younger age group, we're still at a very low percentage. Right. Right. Uh, moving on to uh, uh, some more updates, Dr. Mark. Have you got one on uh, how we're doing with the appointments of some of those key people that we talked about yeah, a few did, weeks we, ago? Yeah, we went through uh, all the different uh, offices and we talked mm-hmm. about what, what was being done. And, of course, all these appointments have to go through the Senate. Right. Um, on Tuesday, Andrea Palm was confirmed by the state Senate with bipartisan vote of uh, 61 to 37. That's strong. Yep. yep. And so... That that's uh, putting her in her position. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Jaquita Brooks Lashure was not confirmed. Um, her confirmation has been yep. held back. It's not not denied either. Okay, right. But there okay. there are discussions with some uh, medic was it was it Medicaid issues in Texas or I believe it was yeah, yeah. the waivers. The waivers. It had to do with the her her denial that approval that she worked on in Texas. Right, 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 right. Uh, so, so yeah, that was the... That was but I the, do think she's going to get confirmed. I think so. I mean, yeah. there's there are a lot of games that get played. And, yeah. and so far, if you think about the uh, confirmations going forward, it's been very uneventful, and mm-hmm. that's unusual. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, maybe maybe there's a not, a, enough of other things sure. going on that are keeping us distracted, sure. which uh, maybe that's a good way that we uh, better control our governmental decisions is by distraction. Well, we'll keep our, <laughs> our, our listeners aware of what's going on on these six major uh, appointees that really direct our health care system across the United States. Right. And here we are almost yep. uh, halfway through the year. and We're still still playing that Unbelievable. game. Unbelievable. Yep. 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 Okay. All right, guys, we, we're about uh, mm-hmm. about time to go to a break, John. It is. It's time for our question of the week, submitted by our editor, Pepper Jeter. Will venture capital's growing presence in U.S. health care, coupled with continued consolidation of health care systems nationally, provide improved health care for patients? Please share your thoughts at 407-701-7424 or email healthcarenow at orlandomedicalnews.com. We'll be right back. It's not really a long surgery. The recovery time was practically nothing. Pretty much a piece of cake. I look at my scar as my battle scar, you know. I won the battle. Went from death's door to I'm me again. I... I'm enjoying life. I can count on tomorrow. Barostim is an option for heart failure patients with reduced ejection fraction. To learn more about the therapy and important safety information, please visit www.cvrx.com. Angela Sells Orlando, also known as your realtor on call. Central Florida's relocation and luxury real estate specialist. Looking for concierge services? Relocating to Central Florida? Buying? Selling? buying and selling, helping to maximize your return, and fighting for the best deal. Preferred lenders available. Specializing in relocation for physicians, healthcare professionals, and high net worth individuals. Assisting with location placement, school tours, banking and financial connections, introductions to athletic and social memberships. Testimonials and references available upon request. Reach me 24-7 text 407-616-3513 or email Angela at AngelaSellsOrlando.com and always remember to connect on LinkedIn. 
be healthy, be safe, and reopen this great nation's economy. Are your annual wellness visits 60% completed? Medicare requires 60%. ThoughtSwift provides a turnkey solution, reducing AWVs 5 to 20 minutes, software-generated care plans, providing patient conversations and billing codes, improving macro MIPS and HEDIS, net $125 plus per AWV. Interested? John Fogarty, 609-605-6859, 609-605-6859. Life can be challenging, even before COVID. Everyone experiences worry, anxiety, or even depression occasionally. So if you're feeling overwhelmed by stress, isolated due to COVID, are a caregiver to aging parents, or are dealing with any major life transition, Counseling Resource Services can help. We provide in-home and telehealth counseling covered by Medicare. Contact us at 407-654-4433 or visit us on the web at counselingresourceservices.com. The Integrated Independent Physicians Network, preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015. Join the movement with us, ipnetworkflorida.com. Welcome to Healthcare Now. Welcome back to Healthcare Now. I'm here with Dr. Mark and our producer, John Kelly. Dr. Mark, let's talk about something that is very important to our listeners and everyone striving to become an educated healthcare consumer, and that's how do you set healthy expectations for you and your family regarding your healthcare? Is, that's, that's really the basis. We talk about a lot of complicated things yep. and probably a lot of things that, that we and our listeners don't feel are within our control, right. but we're going to talk about things that are absolutely in our, our control. personal control. Absolutely. Yep. Mm-hmm. So first thing you want to do, you're going to choose a primary care physician. Absolutely. You know, and you don't have to go crazy and sweat over it and spend a lot of time because you'll, we'll talk about this later. That's not what this is about. It's not about creating stress. It's about creating health, right? Mm-hmm. And so we want to, to pick a primary care physician. There are a number of ways you can get that done. We can help right. with that, right? In, in central mm-hmm. Florida. Yep. And we, we want to do that. And why? So they can schedule your annual wellness visit. Exactly. All right. That, that's got to be the basis of everybody in the family. Mm-hmm. And that's not just somebody who's had health problems. It's not just somebody who's already being treated. Mm-hmm. It's everyone in the family needs to get tied yeah. in. Because I will tell you that if you walk in and you have that that annual well, wellness visit and you walk out and there were really no things that you needed to work on. You feel no good. No prescription. You should feel good. Feel good. But yeah. some people, you know, Larry, some people don't. Some people then turn around and go, well, that was a waste of time. It's not. That's not how this game is played. Yeah. You need to start following and paying attention right. to your health and how things well, are going on. If you recall, Dr. Mike Howell spent some time on that. So why don't you kind of review uh, what right. does that annual wellness get you and what should happen during that annual wellness, Dr. Mark? Well, first of all, the, most importantly, ignoring it gets you behind. Right. So if you go to that annual wellness visit, you get a baseline, um, whether it's baseline in labs or baseline in the interview and baseline in, in where so you you're are. Saying in mental ignoring health. it is a bad idea. A- ignoring it, <laughs> it, it, it does not go away. In right. fact, it does. It does the opposite. It grows. Okay. So that annual because n- you cannot predict when your first problem is starting to develop. You can only predict and react to it when it already occurs. So if you've got pain in your knee and you ignore it and ignore it. Well, you know, it's not until something bad happens, they have to respond to that. And at that point, it's all reactive medicine. It's not right. proactive at all. So we want to do that. We also want to get in, because you know what happens every year, as it turns out? 
What's that? You get older. Absolutely. Yeah, so so you want to get in that healthy habit. And what happens when you get older? You need to go see your physician and take chronic care of chronic illnesses. Chronic illnesses. Yep, yep. <laughs> That's so, right. So picking things up early, and, and I think everybody thinks that that means, oh, well, I'm going to... Here's a problem I'm, I'm stepping into, and I'm going to have to start taking a medication. And that's not what we're talking about here at all, is that's it? Right. No, not at all. I mean, not how, at all. how can how can you uh, make other changes? Lifestyle that, choices. Absolutely, yep. lifestyle yep. choices. Uh-huh. Well, you know, uh, we talk about uh, making lifestyle, lifestyle choices as you're younger so that it impacts you in a positive way when you're older. Example, learning how to eat a healthy diet and yep. exercising in a control regimen can really avoid and delay many healthcare problems moving forward, Dr. Mark. And I think for a family, because we're really talking about family units here. Right. And, you know, so, and, and, but, but I'll, I'll, extra, I'll push, that, push that out. Your, your friends are paying attention as well. Yep. Lead by example. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I think, you know, physicians need to lead by example as well. Teachers are leading mm-hmm. by example. If you, if you walk the walk, and talk the talk, then people are going to pay attention. And you know, so if you you do this as a family, you have to. You know, I, I get kids that come in, and and we talk about having to change their diet and mm-hmm. and watch certain issues. Right. But if the family as a whole doesn't make that change, it's not going to happen. Lead by example. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you really yep. you really have yep. to do that. Yep. You know, two of the things that I think are uh, probably the biggest health issues today among so many people are high blood pressure. And mm-hmm. diabetes. Right. It's estimated that a third of our population in America are diabetic. Right. Or very close to being diabetic, pre-diabetic. And I don't hardly know anyone my age that isn't on a blood pressure pill. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. I you think know? that that's a, I, a few years ago, one of the one of the answers to that was to change the number that we defined as high blood pressure. So that's something, I don't know right. where that well, ever went. Well, it actually has <laughs> yeah. changed. It has gone up. I think yeah. If, yeah. You're, if you are 140 over 90 or below... It's right. considered normal. Yep, and it used to be the, the one thirty over eighty. Exactly. Yep. yep. Exactly. Yep. So, so that, but that, so that's a lesson, right? So sometimes mm-hmm. what we're doing may not be a, a cause and effect thing, but mm-hmm. but being able to follow that and staying up with it, but high blood pressure, uncontrolled high blood pressure, is not going away, and no. your, and your diet can contribute to that. Exactly, it can contribute to both high blood pressure and diabetes. But you know, uh, one of the things that that we talk about five tips. Uh, in setting priorities every day. And mm-hmm. I think these are really good. The and first easy. one and, and easy. Yep. The first one is setting uh, a physical activity for at least 30 minutes almost every day. Yep. Yep. I mean, how how hard is that? It's really not. So <laughs> during the pandemic, um, that was sort of something that uh, we did in our families, made sure okay. you, get, you got exercises and and. You know, we're pretty we're a pretty driven crowd, so you're I don't a holy, know. <laughs> you're, a, you're a highly motivated yeah. family yeah. too. So, so, so now uh, <laughs> I can I can tell you that uh, uh, one member in the family uh, started running every day mm-hmm. and just hit the one year mark right. uh, a couple of weeks ago, yep. and another uh, did that pick that thirty minutes of mm-hmm. active and there you know there's definitions for all this right mm-hmm. we don't right. have to there, what thirty minutes of activity is and it doesn't mean this high intensity workout right. it can for some well, for some I'll people give you that's an what example. it works. Uh, at, even at our age, my wife wor- walks two miles a day yep. at least three or four days a week. Right, right. Yep. No, around so the neighborhood. That's kind of thing. So everything. Neighbors. And, and this goes back to that primary care physician who can help guide mm-hmm. you as to what that right piece is. Exactly. But you want to fit that 30 minutes most days. Right. And, and you have to say most days because 
if even even if you try all days, most is a pretty high. We get busy of, yeah. and days get crazy. Yep, no question. The second one is eat plenty of fruits and vegetables. Yep, yep. You've been hearing that since you were yep, a little kid. Yep, yep. It's, but uh, but there's a lot of science have you behind seen it. This, have you seen this product on TV called Nature's Balance? I have. I have. have. You, what do you think of that? So it's interesting. Uh, I've I've taken a product that looks just like that for like fifteen years. Yeah. So there's yeah. another one. I don't know. I don't know. We start product, product plugging. Do you think maybe they'll come to us or maybe they'll send us know. free boxes? Of I things. probably shouldn't have said that. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's, there's a lot of advertising. But the yeah. idea is anything but but new, right? right so right, the idea right. the idea is nobody can eat the amount of vegetables and fruits that it would take to really bring in. So they those, build it so into concentrated it in. yep. form. Yep. Exactly. And I, I don't, I don't have a problem with it. Yeah. It, I don't so, either. You know, I but, don't. but is it affordable? Well, you know what I always look at when I hear those ads and if I look at the product, is it FDA approved? So, but, yeah, yeah. Well, if it but, doesn't say that on the package, check it out. But, but yeah, but supplements okay. aren't. Well, that's true. Yeah. So yeah, those yeah, are, those yeah. are typically USP, yeah. and and all they're t- all they're saying. This, I'm glad you brought that but up. But there that's are important. usually clinical trials that right indicate the safety of these products. right. The, well, there's so for safety, mm-hmm. but so the FDA says that this product has to treat and do what it says. Right. And so there are very few white papers on things false, like that, uh, right? Exactly. False claims. Yep. 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 Yeah. So, so that that can be really confusing. Mm-hmm. But, but I think from a perspective of of that, we kind of jump from fruits and vegetables to vitamins and minerals exactly. and and supplements. Yep. But for from that perspective, mm-hmm. you want to know number one that it's safe. Exactly. And because there are supplements that you can overdo. Mm-hmm. And number two, and you got to make financial choices too. You know, and to throw a, a a light moment in here. Make sure you're not allergic to sesame. Oh yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> There's no sesame in there. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. I keep looking. I keep looking now, and I you know have to give up all the hummus. But no, that's but, right. But, but no, you do want to make sure. Yeah, make sure they're safe. Make sure the ingredients don't don't alter. You know the things sure. that that you need. Right. And uh, you know you also I wouldn't mm-hmm. ask you to obtain those things for your family if it's going to take food off the table either. Absolutely. Because, because you can't, don't just spend mm-hmm. willy-nilly and, and keep working. And aside from fruits and vegetables, one of the other ones is choose foods that are low in added sugars, saturated fats, and sodium. Yep. Speak to that, Dr. Mark. So it's it's right there on the label. And the FDA mm-hmm. did have a, a 100% input on this. In fact, they changed what the definition of added sugars were just a few months back. Um, I, I guess it was late last year, so more than a few months back. So we're... It wasn't. You used to be able to add juices of fruits in, mm-hmm. and those were still considered fruits, but those are now considered added sugars. Right um, now, the added sugars that we're really targeting are the, like the high fructose corn syrups, mm-hmm. um, or just plain old sucrose. Well, if you look in the ingredients on most labels, it'll tell you how high the sugar and the saturated Absolutely. fat is. Well, it's got the FDA yep. stamp on the back, and right. it'll tell you right. the the calories. Right. And that's the other thing when you look at that. The calories, mm-hmm. that's calories per serving. Right. And so many right. things that are classically going to be, yeah, I'm going to eat that whole thing. It, it's two servings. So right. pay attention right. to that as right. well. And then when you look at that, you're also going to see sodium. Yeah. So back to the blood pressure thing, you know, yeah. whether whether you're not. I was out with, with a friend the other day at uh, one of the seafood restaurants here in uh, Orlando, and uh, they serve the menu and the guy looks down and he says, I really wish they wouldn't put the calories beside these things. <laughs> it does take the fun out of it, but, you know, that's that's law in a lot of states. That's right. That's it a is. Lot of it's law in Florida. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. And then the last one is obviously exercise. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you want to do the best to maintain your endurance, your strength, your balance, and your flexibility, Dr. Mark. Those are so important. Right. Particularly as you age. You know, 
falls risk yep. is a huge, huge thing being, a among huge thing. the elderly today. And, and I think there's been a little mismessaging and in that we've talked about, like, you know what? If you go out and you exercise to the point of getting an elevated heart rate and a good sweat on 20 minutes a day, three times a week, you're going you're gonna to be great. Mm-hmm. And that's not true. Right. Uh, as, you, as you point out, especially as you age, you mm-hmm. need to do a level of strength training. Exactly. And that's not competitive weightlifting. No. No. It's going through the right motions, keeping your joints in full flexibility. Yep. Yep. And, and actually, what it's doing there is it's allowing you to respond strength to balance. Strength and flexibility. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and I, tell, I tell friends this all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I try not to tell them it's just as they get older. But, but it is it's extremely important to make sure mm-hmm. you put that in your armamentarium mm-hmm. of your exercise program. Good conversation today, Dr. Mark. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Well, Dr. Mark and Larry... Our Saturday afternoon with Central Florida's most intelligent audience is winding down, and we need to recognize our sponsors and advertising partners. This week's sponsors are Kevin and Raul with CVRX, www.cvrx.com, Angela with Angela Sells Orlando, www.angelasellsorlando.com. A big thank you to our co-host, Dr. Mark with Pediatric Surgery PA and Larry Jones, with the Integrated Independent Physicians Network, and our advertising partners today, Diana Sicato with Sicato Films, John Fogarty with RX Delib Thought Swift, April and Mary Catherine with Counseling Resource Services, and myself, John Kelly, with the Orlando Medical News. Larry, a final thought for our audience? Take time to become an informed healthcare consumer. It's one of the best ways to protect your family. See you next week. See you next week, guys. You feel better now? We hope you do. Join us again next week for Healthcare Now. For a podcast of this program, go to theanswerorlando.com.